Hello, hello, hello. This is your host with the most, Tough Tiff, and I want to thank you today for joining me on Tiff the Truth, where we learn and grow together. And this special segment on the show is called Q&A with Tough Tiff. And this is when you basically ask me a question, any question. It don't necessarily have to be about relationships. It's just about anything that might be going on in your life. And you're asking me, what would I do? How would I respond in this situation? And we have three awesome questions today from you, my favorite listeners. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in every Monday to a brand new episode on Tiff the Truth. I really appreciate your support. And please continue to share me with your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors, and your loved ones. And also for the haters, because haters make us greater. And today we have an awesome show to talk about on Q&A with Tough Tiff. But you know, we are still in Black History Month. Yes, it's almost near the end of the month. And we still want to acknowledge and recognize and give honor to some of our awesome people in Black history that have made a difference in our lives. So one person I want to talk about, this is from 1893, and the name is Daniel Hill. And he was the first one, not the second one, not the last one, not the only one, but he was the first one to perform a heart surgery. So hats off. We honor you, Daniel Hill. Also, 1940, we had Hattie McDaniel, who was the first actor to win an Oscar. She won for Supporting Actress as Mammy in the movie Gone with the Wind. So that's something that maybe you just did not know. And last but not least, in 1992, Mae Jameson was the first black woman to travel in space. So I wanted to recognize those three wonderful creators, artists, people that made a difference in our lives, either in medicine or in travel or in the entertaining industry. We thank you for your contributions. We honor you, not just in Black History Month, but we honor you every day. Because of your contributions, you have made our lives a little bit better and a little bit brighter. So we celebrate you on Black History Month. And I celebrate all of you because if you're doing something positive with your life, you too should celebrate the difference that you're making in your communities, all right? And you can always make a difference. So if you haven't done anything, you can start right now. But today we got an awesome, awesome show, and I'm so excited. I thank you all the time for sending me your questions, and you always have me thinking. I always have to put my thinking cap on because you give me some good questions, and I want to be my my very best with giving you good responses that I hope will help you or maybe give you a different way of viewing things or looking at things. So hopefully my answers will help you in your situation. So if you're ready like I am, let's get started with Q&A. 
All right, here we go. Let me put my eyes on. Those are my glasses. <laughs> because as you get younger, you understand. If you don't know, ask your mama. She'll tell you all about it. As you get younger, you definitely need glasses so you'll be able to see just a little bit better. All right, so here we go. First question, it says, I went out for the first time with my colleagues. We went out for dinner. And I was so looking forward to spending time and getting to know them on a personal level. So we went to this very nice restaurant. It was beautiful on the inside. But when I looked at the menu, the prices were very pricey and expensive. So I had already made up my mind that I was going to try to get the cheapest thing on the menu. So we all ordered our food. And we were laughing, having a good time. The drinks were flowing. The food was delicious. The waiter was awesome. Everything was going well. But it was time for us to wrap it up because we had been there over two hours. And there were other large parties waiting for our table. So we got the bill. And Jill, which is my coworker, she received the bill. She looked over it and she said, okay, everyone. I need everyone to give me about $45 because the bill came out to $538. And I'm like, I just ordered a chicken salad and the chicken salad was only $25. So I'm like, I know out of that 500 something dollars, I know I don't owe you $45. So I told her that my meal was only $25. And I said, I will pay my $25 plus I would give a 15% tip for the waiter because the waiter was awesome. And then everybody starts saying, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. We're going to go equally half. Everybody's just going to pay $45 and we'll be done with it. And I said, no, why should I pay $45 when all I got was a chicken salad? And then I started talking to Bob, I said, well, Bob, you the one that got that seafood meal that was over $60. So why should I have to pay $40 when your meal was $60 and my chicken salad was only $25? And then Sally going to say, oh, you're being petty and cheap. And I said, no, I'm not being petty or cheap. I feel like I should only pay for what I ordered. I ordered a chicken salad and a drink and it was $25. I shouldn't have to pay $45 because of some of you who ordered things that was a lot more expensive than mine. So we start arguing back and forth and the waiter came over, then the manager came over and it was like, is it a problem? And I said, no, it's not a problem. So I threw down my money on the table, which was my $25 and my 15% tip. And I stormed out the restaurant. And then when I got to work the next day, everybody was giving me the cold shoulder and I did not care because I thought they were wrong to think that I was going to pay $45 when my meal was only $25. I only got a chicken salad. Was I wrong? Hmm. Okay, so you only got a chicken salad. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. There's two different ways we can look at this, okay? And I see you didn't give me your name, so I'm just going to call you the chicken salad. (laughs) All right, so the chicken salad, 
look at it two different ways. Communication is very important. I say that all the time. Communication is the key to any healthy relationship. That's personal relationships as well as professional relationships. So this is considered a professional relationship, but y'all was trying to have a moment. You was trying to get to know each other on a personal level. So it should have been some communication done in the beginning. So I'm not sure what your financial situation is. Maybe right now you couldn't afford $45, okay? So something should have been talked about in the beginning, like what kind of restaurant we going to? Can you pay just what you order? Or in a group setting, do we just get one bill and we just pay equally, you know, divide it equally, the bill? Or can we break it down and everybody just pay what they order? So these are some of the things that should have been talked about in the beginning. Maybe in the beginning, if you knew, oh, no, we're just going to, you know, equally divide it and be done with it. Then you would have knew beforehand. And then this way you would have been prepared because then if you knew that, okay, whatever the bill comes out to, everybody's expecting to pay just that one amount equally divided. That way you would have knew beforehand. But in this case, you felt like my chicken salad was just $25. I should just pay $25. Why should I have to pay $25 when so-and-so bill was $60 or $70? So if you had that conversation in the beginning, all of that could have been avoided. Now you have friction going on at work that could become a huge problem because now everybody is looking at you in a different way. They think you cheap. They think you're rude. And that's not a good look because these are people that you have to work with. And you know, we all know it. When you work with people, your work become your family. The work, you know, the people that you work with, your colleagues, they become your second family because these are people that you see every day. You spend time with them. Sometimes you spend more time with them than your own immediate family. So you want to get along with these people because they help your job to move sp- smoothly and to work smoothly. And if they're in their feelings and they're, you know, upset with you, they can make your job very challenging because they won't help you. They won't look out for you. And now every little thing you do, they might report it to the manager. So now you're going to have more problems. So a lot of things could have been avoided if it was a conversation that was discussed in the beginning. Because this way, if you knew this is how it was going to work out, you could have made a decision if you wanted to go out at all. You could have said, you know what, I'm not going to be able to go out with you guys this time. Maybe next time. Then this way you wouldn't have to worry about being embarrassed or, you know, feeling like you was put on the spot or, you know, you just felt like you shouldn't have to pay that amount of money. But if you had that conversation in the beginning, I think all of that could have been avoided. But since we can't take it back, so the shoulda, woulda, coulda, it's not going to matter at this point. But you're asking, what would I have done? I would have had the conversation beforehand. This way you could have made a decision if you wanted to go or if you was planning to just pay what everybody else was going to pay, just equally divide the bill and not worry about who who ordered this and who ordered that. Or you could have asked beforehand, hey, guys, you know what? I can I can afford to pay for my meal only and I'll give the tip. 
then maybe if you had that conversation beforehand, they would have been like, oh, okay, no problem. We understand. Or they might have said, well, you know what? We don't do it that way. We usually just divide the bill equally and call it a day. Because a, a, lo- a lot of reasons that people do that, because they want they don't want to sit up there and have to calculate each person's min- meal and their drink and their desserts. You know, it can be time consuming. So that's why a lot of people just say, you know what? Whatever the total is, divide it by how many people and make it simple and easy. But they don't know your financial situation. Maybe right now you're going through some things financially, but you still wanted to go out and have a good time and get acquainted and get to know your coworkers. So that's what I'm saying. Communication is very important. If this was talked about beforehand, you would have been more prepared. So that's what I would have done. I would have definitely had a conversation beforehand because this was your first time going out with your coworkers. So if you knew this beforehand, then you could have made a decision. If you was able to go, would you be able to afford to pay your part on the bill? Or if they would have been okay, would you just paying what you ordered? Okay. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel that you was wrong for just throwing the money on the table and storming out of a restaurant, especially the way you describe the restaurant. Sound like it was a very fancy, you know, like up, upgraded type restaurant. So a place like that, you don't want to make a scene. You don't want to cause a problem. And that's why the waiter came over. That's why the manager came over because you guys were probably, you know, getting kind of loud and this was more of a fancy setting. So they like, okay, do we need to call the police? What's really going on? So I thought that was wrong that you threw the money on the table and kind of stormed off. You could have handled it in a more professional way, but you already did it. So what I would recommend, if I was you, I would go back to my coworkers and I would be honest and I would apologize. I think it's important that you be accountable for your actions. So I would definitely go to my coworkers and say, I'm so sorry. That was not you know, right of me to throw the money on the table and storm out. I could have handled that a lot of, a lot better. You know, please forgive me. I hope you accept my apology. Now, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you probably won't get invited anymore to any future dinner outings or any other outings for that matter. It might take a while before they want to try you out again. But I will at least apologize because you don't want to cause that friction at work because then it become a toxic environment And that can make the job more challenging. That can make more stress on the job that you already have. And you want to have peace. You want to get along with your coworkers. So I would definitely recommend that you apologize to each of them. You could do it on an individual level or you could do it collectively. But I would definitely apologize for your actions because that was not right. And two wrongs don't make a right. So even if they might have done something to you that you felt was wrong, I would still apologize for that because that was not right how you stormed off. Now, after you apologize, see what happened. See if they will forgive you. See how they act around you from this point on. Are they kind of standoffish? Do they talk to you less? You'll know. You'll feel the difference if things change. And if it does, it's okay. At least you know that you apologize and you took accountability for your actions. But moving forward, if you ever go out with these group of coworkers again, please double check and ask, are we just going to split the bill equally or can I pay just what I order? 
get that clear understanding in the beginning. But it sounds like with this group of people that you work with, this is probably the way they roll. They probably always go out and they just divide the bill equally among each other. So this way they don't have to go through the hassle of trying to figure out what Jill paid for or what Scott paid for or whoever else paid for. So salad, chicken salad, (laughs) I would say apologize. You know, you can't take back what happened, but this is a lesson I hope that you learn. Always find out beforehand. So this way you could be prepared because you don't want to look bad in front of your coworkers. And now you don't want them to look at you in a different way saying, oh, he was, he or she was cheap. They was rude. You know, they were disrespectful. So you don't want them to start thinking that way about you. It was a misunderstanding. It was um, miscommunication. But this can be taken care of. This can be resolved and this can be fixed. And the professional relationship as well as the personal relationship, can be restored. But it takes ownership for your actions, okay? But this was a very good question, and it happens a lot. So I understand your point. You just ordered a chicken salad. Your chicken salad was $25, and somebody else ordered something that was 60 or 70 bucks. I get it, because they don't know your financial situation. Maybe that was all you was able to order, Okay, and afford. So you looking at why should I have to pay the same as somebody who ordered something that was 60 or 70 dollars? So I understand that if you're in a situation where maybe that was all you was able to afford is the 25 dollars. But if you're in a situation where you have the money and you're just being cheap, come on. You know, when you go out with a big group like that, that's usually how they like to do it. So just keep that in mind, unless there was a conversation in in the beginning. But good luck to you with your coworkers. I hope everything works out. But that's what I would have done in that situation, okay? But hopefully things will work out. Please give me a follow-up. Let me know how things are going. Hopefully they forgave you, and hopefully everything is, you know, kind of back you know, the way they were. And hopefully you'll get another invitation. (laughs) But I wouldn't say... Don't look for anything time, anything soon. You know, give it some time. Give it some time. And I think eventually they will ask you back out. Okay? But good luck to you, chicken salad. Okay? So I just got a chicken salad. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. That's something. All right. Well, here's the next question. Okay. All right. This is... Okay, who is this from? Okay, this is from Michael. And Michael is from Washington, D.C. All right. Hi, Michael from Washington, D.C. I do have a lot of listeners from Washington, D.C. And I thank you guys so much for listening to Tiff the Truth. I really appreciate you guys. All right. Here is his question for Q&A with Tough Tiff. He says, my boy is like my brother. We have been friends for a very long time. He knows all my bad habits and good habits. And I know all his bad habits and good habits. So we know everything about each other. We do everything together. You know, that's my brother. Only thing is, my brother, he wears too much cologne. 
And his cologne is so overpowering that nobody don't like to be around him. And I don't know what to do because he's like, man, why so-and-so don't like to hang with us no more? Or why so-and-so acting funny? And I just don't have the heart to tell him that he stink. I mean, he really stink, Tough Tiff. Not because he has a must smell. Like, he, I know he bathe and he give himself a bath or a shower or whatever. But it's just he wears too much cologne that it stinks. It's just too strong. And I don't know how to say it without hurting his feelings. I want to tell him, but I just don't know how to do it. Because I don't want it to affect our friendship. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want him to feel a certain kind of way. And then he stopped talking to me. Because like I said, we have been through so much together. He is my best friend, but he's just like a brother. But his cologne stinks. Wow. (laughs) Say the cologne stinks. And you know what? That is so true. There are some people that do put on too much perfume or too much cologne. And see, sometimes people get so used to it. They're immune to it. So to them, they don't smell it. And they just keep spraying and spraying and spraying and spraying. And they don't realize that it's so strong. And so for people that have allergies or people that have sensitive, you know, noses um, to smell, that could be very hard and challenging, especially if you have someone that have allergies too. So if you got somebody that's coughing and sneezing around you all the time, it could be because of your cologne or perfume. So you're saying, what should you do in this situation? Well, you say he's your BFF, but he's just like a brother and y'all been through everything together. Y'all do everything. He knows all your stories. He you know, he know all the good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly. I think it's only right if you are a true friend is to be honest with him. And you could be honest with him without hurting his feelings. I'm not saying you got to be just straight rude and just be like, dude, you stink. No, you don't want to come off like that. But you could just let him know in a nice way. You could say, man, what kind of cologne is that you wear? And then he'd be like, oh, man, you know, I wear so-and-so, so-and-so. Say, man, you know, that's some really good cologne. But you know what? With that cologne, you only got to put a dab of that on you, man. And I'm telling you, you put just a little bit on you and, you, and you'll be smelling good the rest of the day. And he'd be like, oh, for real? Say, yeah, man, you only got to put a little. Because I could, you know, I can smell that cologne on you right away. Like, as soon as you pull up, I can smell your cologne. So I know with that kind of cologne, you only need just a little dab. And that'll get you that'll get you through the rest of the day. If you put it to him that way, you're not coming off saying like, dude, you putting too much on or all of that. You just letting them know like it smells good, but you only gotta put just a little dab of it and it does it. It you know, it works. You know, if you put it to him that way, then it doesn't come off so harsh, you know, because you want to be empathetic. You want to be caring about it. You want to be loving about it. You know, you can also say, man, you know what? Let me tell you this secret, man. When I put on my cologne, you know what, man? I usually just put a little on my neck, a little dab on my wrist, and I'm good to go. Or I just put a little on my on my outfit, and I'm straight for the rest of the day. And then you can also let them know, say, man, because something I learned, when you put too much cologne on, 
man, them bees will come after you. And we ain't trying to deal with them bees, man. You know, they be real aggressive when they smell a lot of perfume and cologne. So, man, you got to be careful on how much cologne you put on. And then, man, you want to save your cologne so it can last a long time. So, you know, if you talk to them in that way, it don't come off like you saying, do you stink or do you putting on too much? You just giving him some tips. Say, man, look, see, this is how I do it. And then you could give him a demonstration of how you put your cologne on. And then this way he'll see that. Say, man, I'm telling you, this will get all the women. They love it. Da, 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 da. You know, you talk to him that way. It sounds encouraging. You like giving him a suggestion, you know, where he still smell good, but he just don't have to put so much on. Because if you come off harsh with him and say, dude, you stink. You know, nobody don't want to be around you because they just smell too much of your cologne. It's too strong. It's too this. You're going to hurt his feelings. And then he's going to be, you know, feeling a certain kind of way. Then he's not going to want to talk to you or hang out with you. Then you're going to feel bad because you're like, man, I lost a friendship. Over some stinky cologne, for real? <laughs> it ain't that serious. It's all about how you share the information with him, okay? It's all how you use the approach. If if your approach is loving and caring and sensitive, then he's going to receive it that way. So I would try that approach, you know, just come off, you know, and make it conversational. Don't make it like you coming to him to tell him some bad news. You know, just while y'all talking and hanging out, just say, man, dog, what's the name of that cologne you be wearing? You know, come off like you interested in getting it yourself. And then he'll tell you, say, man, with that cologne, just a, you only need just a little dab. I'm telling you, man, I can smell that cologne. And I'm telling you, women, they like it when it's just a little light on you. They don't like when you wear a whole light. And then you can kind of make it like you talking about somebody. I say, man, because it's, it's, it's a dude at my job, man. He be having so much cologne on, you can smell him around the corner. And all the women be like, oh, he just put too much cologne on. And see, if you say it that way, he'll be like, hmm, he'll start taking note of that, you know. So it's different ways to share the information without you coming off as like you giving him the bad news, okay. So I would try that approach and see if that will make a difference. Now, once you share that and you don't see a difference, then... You're going to have to just keep it real, keep it 100, and say, dog, I love you, but I'm telling you this as a friend. You got to lighten up on your cologne. You know, too many people that we hanging out with, they say they don't want to hang out with you because your cologne is just too strong. It's too much for them. And, you know, hopefully he will receive it. But try the other way first, okay? And if that doesn't work, you're just going to have to keep it 100 with him. And hopefully he will receive it in a loving way and he won't take it too personal and that he will make the correction. Because a lot of times people just don't know, you know, and if people don't know, they're going to continue to do what they're doing because they don't know that it's affecting you in some kind of way, you know, but hopefully you, when you share it with them, the first way I was telling you that work. Okay, but good luck to you. <laughs> Say the cologne that stinks. Mm-mm-mm. And brother man think he doing the doggone thing. He think he out here killing it. And don't realize all he doing is running the women away, running his friends away, and everybody else. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, hopefully he'll take the information that you give him, receive it 
in a positive way and make those corrections and changes as soon as possible. But that shows what kind of friend you are. That shows how caring you are as a friend. You're a true friend. I see that. You're a true friend and stay that way. Don't change it up on him. Okay. But good luck to you. And please uh, let me know how things go with the stinky cologne. That's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. All right. I hope everybody's enjoying the Q&A with Tough Tiff. I know I'm enjoying it. I'm telling you, you guys bring me some good questions. And these are questions that people want to know. Believe it or not, people are going through the same thing that you're going through. But they just be too afraid to ask or to get advice. And so I thank you for that you trust me. You know, to ask your questions about different things that's going on in your life. Like I say all the time, I'm no doctor. I'm no expert. But I'm just telling you, based on my own personal experiences, what Tough Tiff would do. And hopefully my advice will help you in your situation. All right. All right. So this is the final question. And let's see what we're talking about here. Let me see if I can understand the person's name. Let me see. Their handwriting is kind of fancy. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So this is Gordon. Okay. And Gordon. Okay. He didn't say where he's from. Hi, Gordon. Okay. So Gordon didn't want to tell me where he's from. That's okay. All right. So Gordon says, tough tiff. I really enjoy your show. Thank you, Gordon. I appreciate that. But I really love Tell Tough Tiff All About It and your Q&A with Tough Tiff. So here is a Q&A for you. Hopefully, you'll be able to help me out. All right. So here we go. It says, my coworker is so loud. We can hear her a mile away. And we work in a customer service setting. So everybody is on the phone for the most part. But a lot of times when we're on the phone talking with our clients, we can barely hear what our clients are saying because she is so loud. And this particular coworker of mine, she actually sits right by me. So every time I'm on the phone talking with my clients, I'm having a hard time hearing them because she's so loud talking to her clients and we all feel the same way and from my understanding the managers they know but nobody won't say anything it's like they afraid to talk to her and she's a sweet person so I don't see what the problem is but it's a problem for all of us because we can barely hear our own clients because she is just so loud I want to tell her But then somebody's telling me at work, I need to give this information to one of the managers and let them handle it. But I don't want to get her in trouble and I don't want it to cause any problems on the job. I just don't know what to do. She's so loud, my coworker. What would you do, Tough Tiff? Hmm. Okay, Gordon. Well, it's a couple ways you can handle this. First of all, it depends on what is your actual relationship with your coworker. Do y'all have, you know, some sort of personal relationship or is it all professional? Do you feel comfortable that you can 
come to her that way and let her know how loud she is. So that would be the first thing I would ask. What is your comfort level with coming to her personally to let her know your concerns and your concerns of your other coworkers? Or if this is someone that you really don't feel that connection and closeness with, then you might want to take this to management. So I would look at it two different ways. If you feel comfortable enough to talk to her on a personal level about how loud she is, I would definitely come to her in a respectful way, in a loving way. And when you say it, you don't have to be harsh with your words. You want to be very careful and thoughtful with your words. First of all, when you come to her, come to her with a compliment. It's always good to start off with a compliment before you bring the negativity. And this doesn't have to be negative. It's all on how you deliver what you want to say. So I would first come to your coworker and say, you know what? It's been a pleasure working with you. I always you know, enjoy talking to you. And, you know, we always have a good time. Or, you know, you're so knowledgeable. I, you know, I admire how you know so much about this job. Or, you know, so I would start off with that. You know, giving her a compliment. This way you're, you're setting the tone of the, of the actual conversation that you're about to have. Because this is going to be a very challenging conversation. So you're setting the tone. So you're putting her in a happy place. And so after that, then you could say, I just wanted to mention to you a little concern that I have. And I wanted to talk to you because I feel that we we have that connection. And I feel like if there was something that was bothering you or concerning you, that you will feel comfortable to talk to me. And that's why I feel comfortable to talk to you about this situation. So I just wanted to let you know. There are times when you're talking with your clients that it's kind of hard for me to hear my clients because since we sit right by each other, a lot of times my clients can hear you talk to your clients and it makes it very challenging for me to be able to help my clients to give them that, you know, wonderful experience that we always strive to give to each of our clients. And I'm just wondering if maybe, you know, when you're talking to your clients, if you could kind of be mindful that I'm also talking to my clients and that I want to be able to hear them so I'll be able to service them just like you want to be able to service your clients. And I think if you go to her that way, you know what, she'll probably say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was that loud. I apologize. And I think she'll say something to the fact that, you know what, I'll be more mindful of that or I'll try to make changes to that right away. Or she might say, let me know when I'm getting too loud. Tap me on the shoulder or you know, tap me on the desk. Just let me know or send me an email. You know, she might ask you to give her that friendly reminder because evidently she don't know. And you may not know. She might have like a, you know, a medical ailment for that. Maybe she has a problem with her hearing. Okay, maybe she needs a hearing aid. So it could be a lot of reasons 
why she might be loud. She might need to speak to a speech therapist. So you just don't know what she might be going through. And maybe that's why she talks so loud because maybe she's having a hard time hearing her clients. So she feel like maybe if she talk louder, that will make them talk louder. So it could be a number of reasons why she might be doing that and just not aware how loud she is. So I would try that approach. But if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel like you have that kind of connection with her, then I would definitely go to upper management. But when you go, don't go as like you're trying to be a telltale, you know, you're trying to get her in trouble, you know, just say, you know what, I don't want to get her in trouble or anything like that. But I just want to let you know that sometimes it's hard for me to talk to my clients when I sit next to her because sometimes she's a little loud when she's on the phone. And I don't think she's aware of it, but I don't feel comfortable approaching her myself. And so I'm coming to you as management to see if maybe perhaps you can talk to her and just let her know if she can be a little more aware that when she's talking on the phone, you know, that she can... You know, just pay attention to maybe her volume because sometimes it's, it's challenging for her other co-workers to, to do their job because we're trying to talk over, you know, when she's talking to her clients. So you could try that approach and see if that works because management, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to help things, you know, work smoothly. You know, if there's an issue on the job, they supposed to be the ones that you go to to fix it, to resolve it. But I would see first if you can do it yourself, depending on, like I said, depending on your, your comfort level or if you feel like you have that kind of connection where you could talk to her that way. But if you don't know her that well or you don't feel comfortable or you don't feel it's your place, then I would definitely go to management and let them know your concerns and let them talk to her. Let them pull her to the side and say, hey, you know, there's a concern with some of your coworkers that they have a hard time talking with their clients because you're a little too loud on the phone. And believe me, she'll make the correction right right away, okay? So I don't think this is going to be a major issue at all. It's just a matter of what's your comfort level as far as speaking to her yourself or letting upper management handle it. So only you can answer that. But those are the only two ways to handle this. Otherwise, you're going to sit up there and be all day trying to listen to your your clients and having a hard time. And you don't want this to become challenging for you to perform, you know, at the level of excellence that I know you're doing. So good luck to you. Uh, at the job with your loud talking coworker. I've been there before. I had a coworker like that, but I had such a good relationship with him that I was able to go to him and say, boy, you too loud. Tone it down a little bit, you know, because we used to tease each other and talk like that. So he didn't take it personal. He was like, yeah, I know I'm loud. I know. I just got to be more mindful of that. And he would tell me, just tap me on the shoulder or hit me in the back and let me know if I'm getting too loud. And and I would do that every now and then. And, and he would he would be more mindful of it. And he would kind of tone it down a little bit. So, like I said, it depends on the relationship that you have with your coworker. But good luck to you. That was a very good question. And I know a lot of people can relate to that because we all have that loud talking coworker. And you just be like, oh my gosh. And don't let them get excited or be telling you a story. That makes them get even more louder when they get excited. So I get it. I get it. I get it. But good luck to you, Gordon. 
That's going to be a tough one, I tell you. But it, it don't have to be. I'm just playing with you. It's just a matter of communicating with your coworker. Like I said, depending on the kind of connection and relationship you have. Okay. But that's a good one. Wow. These were some awesome questions, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoy Q&A with Tough Tiff and I hope you enjoy my answers. Like I said, I can only give you answers based on my own personal experiences. So I hope it helped you with your questions or if you have other questions, send them to your girl, Tough Tiff. I would love to talk to you. And I would love to answer your questions. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful week. Enjoy the rest of Black History. This is also leap year. Yes, this is leap year. So this is what things are going to change. And women can make make the changes. You can do things that normally the men would do. And with that being said, take a leap of faith. Trust God. Know that God will get you through any situation. And this is an unknown author who wrote this statement. It says, we all make mistakes. Wise ones learn from their mistakes and foolish ones repeat their mistakes. And that is so true. So in anything that we have talked about today on Q&A with Tough Tiff, if you made a mistake, learn from it. But don't go back and do the same thing again. Learn from your mistake, take ownership for it, and move forward and keep going. Because at the end of the day, we just want to do better. We want to be better. We want to act better. We want to look better. We want to feel better. But it all starts with taking ownership for our actions. So take care of your families and yourselves. And don't forget to smile because it looks good on you. I look forward to talking to you on another brand new episode on Tiff the Truth next Monday. This is your girl, Tough Tiff. Bye.